The apocalypse has happened in New Orleans. The Pelicans' main man, Anthony Davis, has let the world know he is not going to sign an extension with the Pels. He wants to be traded, and it has shook the NBA. It's gone from rumor and speculation to fact. We're going to talk about that right now and more on the NBA edition of Lighting Money on Fire with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, it's a big time in the NBA. Yeah, this this, this this guy has been talked about as moving teams ever since he entered the league, basically. Yeah, but it's been six and a half years. So, but yeah, you're right. It's been a long time. Everyone's been saying Celtics. Everyone's been talking about the Celtics because Celtics have had assets for that long. It feels like. Um, but yeah, it's pretty nuts. It's finally real. It actually broke this morning uh, when we're recording, recording on Monday morning or Monday afternoon now, I guess. Um, so there's a lot, a lot has um, still being speculated about in terms of why the timing of it, as well as what this means in terms of other teams. This, by the way, is going to affect some over-unders potentially. Like this could, this could really do some things. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get into it. But first, we've got to talk about last week's bet. Yes. Which we, um, we didn't we didn't. Win. We biffed. Yeah. We biffed it hard. It's still a guarantee. I will say anyone who is dumb enough to take our advice as gospel and bet money, you, you, get, everything, you get everything you deserve. You think you're betting against somebody else? You're betting against us when you bet. You think we don't set the lines for all of the no, they're betting. Sports? No, they bet, they're betting with us. No, that's what they think. Oh. Oh, you're saying we're setting con. them up. We're it's setting. a big con. Oh, that's brilliant. I know. Except when we win, then you should always take our advice. I mean, we're making you guys rich every day. <laughs> but our bet was uh, the Blazers and the Thunder played last week, and the over-under was 228. I thought it was going to be a bit of a grinded-out game. It was not. It was a 237 total. It was weird. Both teams were on uh, second games of back-to-backs, too. Yeah. Which made, we didn't mention that in the pod, but that made it even better. Right. But actually, no. That was uh, The truth is that's all priced into the line, but whatever. I mean, they're both good offensive teams. I guess yeah. that's why... They did it. <laughs> that does help. Yeah. It definitely helped. I mean, Russell Westbrook, not a great efficiency guy when it comes to scoring. Well, he's shooting 25% from three this season. Isn't that he's, absurd? I think he's taking like five threes a game. That is absurd. It's laughable. Here's the thing. The guy who, up until this season, I've been grouping with him is Marcus Smart, who's was shooting like 29% from three and taking a million threes also. But Marcus Smart is up to like 35% from three this year. His stroke is clearly better. He's... He's improved. He's yeah. done it. He's put it together. He's like nearly league average. You have to worry about him. And I don't mind when he shoots threes for the first time in my life. But Russell Westbrook is killing the Thunder. The Thunder are good. They would be better if he could not shoot all these threes. That's it, right? That's just the truth. Yep, that is accurate. A weird thing that I just noticed because I was looking at the standings in the yeah. NBA. Currently, every team in the top eight of the Western Conference has won at least two games in a row. Hmm. That's, I guess that they haven't must, played each other. That must be quite rare. Yeah, that's unusual. Yeah. It's really hard to do. It is. All right, so we lost that bet, but for sure, whatever bet we make today is going to be a guaranteed winner. You guys, I mean, if you don't bet on whatever we come up with, I mean, you might as well light your house on fire. Forget about letting I my fire. I think you actually should light your house on fire. What's the point of you even existing? Also insurance. Yeah. I mean, don't make it obvious. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. your house is overinsured, go ahead. Yeah. That's, that's my mean, motto. I will just say, don't take this as actual advice. No, this please. is not this actual is just advice. a joke. Do not burn down your house for the money. Please do not do that. Or if you do, don't mention us. Yeah, <laughs> we have, we have nothing it. to do with that. We're, we're just... We're, just kidding. This falls under the commentary section of the legal <laughs> document. It has nothing to do with any sort of advice. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the big guy. Let's do it. Anthony Davis. Let's talk... Let's, let's take a wide scope on this guy, okay? Yeah. Let's take a look. All right, so who is Anthony Davis? Well, he was born, and no, I'm kidding. Let's let's take a look at how he's he's playing this year. Okay, because great. every year he's amazing, right? He yes. always is so good. He had that one year where it was a little, um, when Anth- Carl Anthony Towns was a rookie, I think, and Towns looked so good, and Anthony Davis hadn't taken a big step forward, and everyone was like, who would you rather have? And it was unclear, but wow. Like, we've come, it's been a long time since I felt anyone's felt that way about those two players, right? Yep. So tell us about... Mr. Davis. Okay, his stats are, uh, I'd, I'd call him okay. Yeah. 29.3 points per game. Okay. 13.3 rebounds per game. Also good. 2.6 blocks per game. Also good. 1.7 steals per game. 
That's four point four assists per game. Wow. Shooting eighty one percent from the line, shooting thirty two and a half from three doesn't take that many of them, and fifty percent from the floor. He's third in scoring, fourth in rebounding, second in blocks in the league. Like, oh my gosh. How old is he, by the way? He's 25, I think. He's 25, yeah. He turns 26 in March, but come on. Like, he's got, he's got so many good years ahead of him. Also, he's so skilled. He's the kind of guy who can lose a little bit of his, of his athleticism and still be very good. You know, he's a great shooter. Um, I mean, he's got another solid nine years of, like, crushing the league, I would think. Right. So this, this guy is perennially, at least in the preseason MVP discussion. Absolutely. Yeah. Of course, he's not going to win it this year because the Pelicans are terrible. Correct. But if he was on a good team, he would be in the discussion right now, for sure. Okay. So that's who we're dealing with, that guy, who is probably having his best year right now, but has had similar, similar years in the past. And is, again, repeat, currently 25 years old. Right. Okay. He's had similar years in the past. Yeah. Still, the Pelicans are 22 and 28, which leads to why Anthony Davis is demanding a trade yeah. or saying he won't resign. It's so weird. This is something we've touched on before. It doesn't make any sense to me. They beat a good Blazers team. They swept them in four games easily last year in the first round of the playoffs, the Pelicans did. The, that Blazers team won 49 games in that tough West, and the Pelicans just made mincemeat of them. It was really strange. What happened to that Pelicans team? Because I saw the Pelicans play the Blazers earlier this year. The Blazers eviscerated them. It's really hard to know what happened to them. They added Julius Randle. That's all they did, right? Yeah. They added a guy, and they're worse, even though Randle's played well. Randle's not the problem. It doesn't really make any sense to me. Drew Holiday is playing great. Davis is playing great. Miritich has been hurt uh, for some of this time anyway. So that hurts them a little bit, but it shouldn't be enough for them to be as bad as they are. It's weird that they're sort of out of really the running even for the eighth playoff spot, but they are. They're like not making the playoffs. It's weird. They're 22 and 28. There's no way they're making the playoffs. The playoffs are way... T- it's the, the West. I mean, the Kings have are 500, right? I mean, this is... It's like bizarro land right now. It's really strange that this team is struggling so much, even in the hyper-competitive West. What, what this also is proving to me right now is that traditional stats, they can be predictors of success, but they are not necessarily predictors of success for a team because, as you, you heard Anthony Davis's stats, which are just off the charts ridiculous. Yeah. Drew Holiday, their second best player, his stats, if you have these two players on your team, you're supposed to be well above 500. He's got 21.2 points per game, 8.1 assists, and five rebounds, and 1.7 steals. He's also a great defensive player. Yeah. Like, how, with, how could, just those two guys alone should make you over 500, those stats, right? I mean, it's super weird. They're 13th in the West right now. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? They're behind the Mavericks who picked with the fifth overall pick last year before they traded up. I mean, they were in the second round of the playoffs, the Pelicans were. What is this is crazy. Minnesota is ahead of them. Sacramento's ahead of them. The Clippers are ahead of them. I mean, come on. Hey, guess what? Julius Randle's stats. Yeah. 20 points per game, 9.3 really? boards per game. 20? Yeah. What's he shooting? He's shooting like a high percentage, isn't he? Uh, he is shooting 54%. Yeah. On. 20 points per game and 9.3 boards. They have those three guys. He's not a good defensive player, yeah. but, but but he comes off the bench, and it's okay if you have one not good defensive player. Davis and Drew are both fantastic. It's super weird. By the way, Miritich is pretty damn good, too. Yeah, he's averaging 16.7 and 8.3. He's, not, he's the fourth best player on the team, is my guess, yeah. but whatever. What is the problem here? It's coaching, potentially, Alvin Gentry. This is like the place you feel like you have to turn, right? You have to blame the coach because you can't really reasonably blame the players. But Gentry was the coach last year when they won 48 games and swept the Blazers. So what's going on? Is it just have they been really unlucky? Is that possibly part of this? I'm looking right now. That's exactly where I wanted to go to. They're they're, uh, plus one and a half. Wow. So they are unlucky. They are deep. They're crazy unlucky. Or they're blowing out the bad teams and getting crushed by the good teams. Right. Or or losing close games to the good teams. I mean, they are. That is pretty unlucky, though. I mean, just to give you guys a sense of it, Sacramento's 25 and 25. They're minus 2.1. Houston is 29 and 20. They're plus one and a half. Exactly. They have the same point differential. (laughs) Wow. Wow, Brooklyn, this is the diff- different conference. Brooklyn, though, is 27 and 23. They're plus 0.4 points a game. I mean, being plus one and a half, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be six or seven games over 500 right now. It's real. I think they've just been really, probably, they've been so, really unlucky. So are they just running bad to the point where they're going to lose Anthony Davis because of it? Yes. That sucks. I think that just happened at the worst time for them to run bad because they could just have gotten him to sign this year. They would have signed him to a Supermax, had him for five more years because he gets his one more year on his deal. 
and had him into his, you know, age 30 season. And like they, they could sort of breathe a sigh of, sigh of relief. But now that's over, man. He's, he's like, we're not making the playoffs. I don't believe. No free agents are coming here. I want to go to a winner. Money's not an issue for him. I understand. He's famous and money's not an issue. Why not go to one of the other teams where they're better? Right? I get it. So, so one yeah. thing that's notable is people were assuming that we weren't going to know if Anthony Davis wanted to be traded until the offseason because that's when the Pelicans could offer him the Supermax. And he would either turn it down, which meant they had to trade him because he was going to walk in a year, or he would accept it, and that would have been that. Him declaring this now, there's only two reasons to do it that I can tell. Uh, one of them is, and the most obvious reason, is to get on a good team faster. Yeah. Like, basically... He could, from his point of view, maybe he can play with LeBron right now and they can actually have a chance to make some real noise in the Western Conference sure. playoffs or some other team like that, right? Um, the other thing it could be doing, though, is trying to send a particular signal to the league, um, to some of the teams in the league, specifically to the Celtics and the Lakers. If he waited until the offseason, the Celtics could trade for him. But right now, the only way the Celtics can trade for Anthony Davis is if they include Kyrie in a deal. They, Kyrie and Davis cannot be on the same team this season because of a really dumb clause in the CBA, which no one intended for it to be like this, but two guys on these types of deals cannot be on the same team at the same time. It's sort of, it was honestly sort of a technical mistake, but that's where we are. Okay. Um, As of next year, that won't be an issue because Kyrie's going to opt out. Celtics in theory are going to resign him. And then they could also trade for Anthony Davis. So that all can work easily for them. But for him to announce this now means being on the Celtics doesn't seem like that's something he wants to do. So if he wanted to join the Celtics, he would probably wait. Yeah. Right. Because there's no, because now he might get traded sooner and he can't go to the Celtics. But if he wants to go to the Lakers, his agent is also Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, all that, all those guys. Um, well, this is a chance for the Lakers to get him cheaper or whoever else trades for him to get him cheaper because they won't have to go up against Boston in a bidding war. Because Boston probably has the most assets, at least until we know who's getting Zion. Right. So, yeah, maybe he wants to go to the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, I get it, right? He gets to play with LeBron for a few years. Then it's his team in L.A. Um, I don't know why he thinks it's going to be so much better once LeBron is gone, except that free agents will come to L.A. to yeah. play. So maybe that's the idea is, okay, fine. But like, if it isn't Paul George or Kawhi this time, it's guys like that next time. You know, yeah. Who wants to play on the Lakers? Someone else does. They'll join forces with me. It'll work out. That's reasonable, actually, as a plan for him. Yeah, and I understand. He's been in the league now for seven years. Mm-hmm. He's probably tired of this. Like, the Pelicans have never really done anything. I mean, last year was pretty good, man. Yeah, and they also had a... They played a... Eh, they what? played a 1-8 series against the Warriors, like, in 2014. That was kind of I mean, fun. whatever. At this point, that feels like miles away, yeah. though, from his point of view. Right? They right. got... The, the thing that did happen is they got swept by the Warriors in the second round, so... He's like aware, like okay, we beat the we beat the Blazers. We were pretty good, but we were not we were nowhere close to anything. Real. Right, you know, if they gave the Warriors a, a tough fight, maybe it's different. Maybe, but maybe. now they're twenty two and twenty eight, and they are running bad. The point differential is not yeah. great. I mean, they have the worst defense in the league. It looks like they have very close to the worst defense in the league by by what metric? Opponents' points per game. Okay, that's not necessary. I mean, it, the the point differential sort of explains that away, though. They're yeah, clearly at a higher pace. Of course. They're outscoring their opponents, right? Yeah. It, it comes down to points per 100 possessions to really have a sense of that. Yeah. You know? So without that number, it's it just, like, pace really screws that stuff that's, up. That's fair. Yeah. That's true. Although they might have a pretty bad defense. I mean, they have Holiday, who's good at defense, and D- Davis, but everybody else is kind of a sieve. Miritich kind of sucks. Randall does yeah. suck. I don't even know who else is on that team anymore, like Solomon honestly. Solomon Hill. Solomon Hill. Oh my god. Jaleel gosh. Okafor is starting right now because Davis is out. He's for playing a while. like a madman in a good way. Really? He's tearing. Yeah. No, he's putting up like all-star level numbers. He's scoring like 20, 10 in blocks and shooting incredibly well. He's I'm gonna find his numbers. They're incredible. Living up to the third overall billing finally. I mean, something is happening right now where he suddenly has become an asset out of nowhere. That's interesting. He's still young. He's what, 23? I'm gonna get all the data I need to know. He's the same draft class as Towns, who's 22. So he's probably 22 or 23. Wow. I mean, even that's incredible already. So here's Okafor. He's played four games now. He was playing the the game before he started. He played seven minutes, scored zero points (laughs) off the bench. The last four games, here are his numbers. 20 points, 10 rebounds, 17 points, 10 rebounds, 18 points, eight rebounds, and 24 points, 15 rebounds. He shot 
10 for 12, 9 for 12, 8 for 13, and 9 for 11. He has also 11 blocks in that time. Hey, this guy is playing like a star. But they've lost three of those four games. Um, they have lost three of those four games. They went to Memphis and won. They hosted Detroit and lost. They lost on the road to OKC. They lost to San Antonio in uh, New Orleans. So not as good. The games were all close except for the San Antonio game. But I don't know if you can blame Jalil Okafor. Like that, I mean, he's rebounding. He's blocking shots. He's shooting incredibly well and scoring. Like, what's the problem? They don't need Anthony Davis. It's fine. Well, you got Jaleel Okafor. What do you need Anthony Davis for? They're trading Anthony Davis soon, so maybe they are glad to have Jaleel Okafor. Maybe maybe actually Jaleel Okafor is part of the solution. Do you think they will trade Anthony Davis this year before the trade deadline? I don't think it's going to end up happening. The only way I see it happening is if they get a little bit bowled over by an offer. You know, someone's going to have to really move the needle. Like the Lakers offer them all four guys, meaning... Uh, Ball, Ingram, Kuzma, and Hart, and two first-rounders? I think that would do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think things like that. Things that I wouldn't expect the Lakers to do. Right. Um, I have come. I have cooked up some trade possibilities, not just for the Lakers, but for some other teams, too. So we'll, we'll be able to bat them around. All right, let's, let's listen to those trade yeah. possibilities. But, but I just want to say, though, the reason why I think, I think it's smart for the Pelicans to wait, and I think they know this, because once Boston is able to be involved in the trades, that pushes the price up for everybody, Right. Like, almost always the Pelicans are going to do better if they wait because the Celtics are the team with the most assets and a team, in theory, Davis would want to go to, in theory at least, because they're going to be winning and stuff, um, will be able to be part of it. Assuming the Celtics, by the way, don't want to move Kyrie. Yeah. The Celtics, by the way, could pick up the phone right now and say, we can make an offer, we just can't do anything until, you know, later. But just so you have a sense of where we're at and how we value it. Yeah. Like, so if I were Danny Ainge, I'd be doing that for sure. Yeah, you got to do that. Okay, so here are some kinds of trades for this guy let's start with the obvious stuff um the lakers yep the rumor was um ball dan patrick reported this uh ball ingram Kentavious caldwell pope and a number one which to me is not enough no and the number one is not worth that much right especially when davis joins the lakers when, have when all have, their picks when you have lebron and anthony davis on the same team I mean, that's not going to be a good first round no, pick. no no you're looking at the 25th pick or something yeah. like that like who i mean fine but who cares like right you're not going to get a superstar at that at that pick almost ever um so i think the, a more obvious a more reasonable offer for the lakers this is their first offer um you take out contavious call pope you put in kyle kuzma yeah now you get those three guys Hart is nice but not as important once you have kuzma in there in my opinion um, those three guys are guys who you can at least see a way that you can end up having a really good team with those three guys down the line, yeah. right? Like Kuzma's probably not going to get a whole lot better from here, but he's a legit starting small forward he's in the league. He's also kind of the same as Miritich, right? He's like the same player. Um, he's a little bit more athletic and slashing than Miritich. Miritich no, doesn't slash to the Miritich doesn't slash to the hoop he's, at all. He slashes a little bit. He's I mean, little... Kuzma slashes a lot more, doesn't he? Anyway, Miritich is a free agent anyway. So okay, that's reasonable. Um, Miritich also a, a, a lot older. You could just replace him with Kuzma. Yeah. Um. But Ball and Ingram also still have high ceilings. I don't trust those ceilings, but they at least you could talk yourself into maybe they'll be our stars of the future, and maybe we'll have something down the road. I mean, you can try. I don't love it. I don't think the Lakers are a really good match for the Pelicans from a what they can get back. When I look at some what some of the other teams could potentially offer anyway. So yeah. here's some other possibilities. Here's another more straightforward one: the Knicks. The Knicks actually are going to have some assets they could move. There's two obvious ones. One is Chris Daps Porzingis. Yeah, but wouldn't they love to have both those guys? They would, but I don't know how they get to do yeah. that. The other way this works is they have their number one pick right now. If they win the lottery and have Zion, they could do it. Or they could do Porzingis and trade um, the rights to their pick, meaning like the Pelicans get the better of the Knicks and the Pelicans pick this year, basically. Something like that. It's just the swap rights. It's just like very rarely going to be the first overall pick, though, because Davis is going to make the Knicks so much better. Um, I, yeah, that's true. And, and really, from the Knicks' point of view, don't they want to wait and see if they get Zion first? Even if they're going to trade it, they can give up way less. Yeah. Right? Zion is... I don't know if you can... Maybe Zion straight up is, is not enough, but you don't need to give up Zion and freaking Porzingis. You might be able to give Zion straight up when he wants to. When you know of, Davis yeah. is leaving, maybe. Maybe, depending on how good they think he's... Maybe it's Zion and a little bit more, but like I think if you're the Knicks, you're supposed to wait and see on what this pick becomes right now because Zion is such a big deal. Yeah. Okay, here's some other ones though that aren't draft pick dependent, okay? And are better teams, which it's possible Davis would want to go there. And I think these are returns that would have to be something that the Pelicans would really have to consider, okay? 
So let's start with the, I'm going to go from like least exciting to most exciting. Least exciting are the Portland Trailblazers. Really? Your Portland Trailblazers. I, I wouldn't mind some Anthony Davis. I imagine CJ McCollum is part of the deal. He is. CJ McCollum and uh, Nurkic for Davis. I think the Blazers would do that in a heartbeat. That sounds like a relatively fair trade. But those are two like legit pieces who are proven, yeah. who are on reasonable-ish deals. CJ's a little bit pricey, but not too bad. Um, it's possible CJ freed from the Dame experience is going to blow up a bit more, too. He just had his first triple-double, and it was a game that Damian was resting. Yeah. Um, Drew Holiday works much better as a complimentary guard to him because Drew Holiday plays great defense. Well, CJ is not really a point guard. That's the thing. No, no, no I understand. No, but yeah. um, that's okay. Uh, you can, Drew can play point guard. He's yeah. not, like, he can distribute. It's yeah. fine. Um, I think that could work. I think that's the least exciting. I don't know if it's enough. They might have to throw in a few other tiny pieces along with it. But that could be, in my mind, the body of the deal. And it's not crazy. I, I think it's not crazy. I would have said you're crazy if it was the beginning of the year. But Nurkic has been playing kind of out of his mind this year. So And so he, and he's only $12 million a year, which is a fucking exactly. steal. He signed him. for like three more years after this yeah. one at that price. And by the way, CJ and Nurk are the kind of guys who might stick around. Yeah. Like they've been in Portland. So they're not like thinking big city. They've signed deals to stay in this, in this city too, as right. opposed to go somewhere else. That's pretty good if you're if you're in New Orleans right now. That's not a bad deal for either team. I think that's a reasonable deal. Okay, now we're going to move on up the list a little okay. bit. Okay. Okay. The Denver Nuggets. Is Jokic part of this? Jokic is this. I mean, just it's, Jokic straight up. I don't I couldn't tell if you need to give more than than Jokic or not. Jokic is probably better than anything they could get, is my guess. Yeah, he would be the best piece they could get, but he is not as good as Anthony Davis. Of course not. I originally wrote Jokic and Jamal Murray, but that That's, may be too much. That feels like too much. So you could do like Jokic and Gary Harris, Jokic and Will Barton. Jokic and one of those types of wing Jokic players. Jokic like a sixth man type guy. Basically. Sure. If if they want to go, if they want to be more all in on potential, you could give them a Michael Porter Jr. instead. You yeah. could do all sorts of, like the Nuggets have lots of pretty good players and it's like, take your pick, man. Anyone but Jamal Murray, take your pick basically once I you're think, taking Jokic. I think the Pelicans should be happy to do the straight up deal even though Davis is better when, Me too. Dav- when Davis wants out. I mean, you still get a superstar, yeah. right? You get a guy who's going to make the all-star team for the next 10 years yeah. who you can build around not as good as Anthony Davis, but probably better and more exciting and better for your team than anything the Lakers can give you. I think at this point it's way better than getting Porzingis since Porzingis is coming off this injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I, better than CJ and Nurk too. Yeah. In my mind. I think so. So that's a really exciting deal. I think the nuggets would fall all over themselves saying yes. So you could get extra, like, like we were saying, it's a wing player. Maybe it's some first-round picks. Whatever. The Nuggets won't care if they're getting Anthony Davis. Like, oh, my God. We go from being a good team that can score a lot and win to a team that can play great defense also yeah. and have a true, potentially, MVP candidate. Not like a fringe guy. Like, yeah. Jokic is, like, in the top 15. Jokic is never going to win MVP. It'd be surprising, yeah. right? But Anthony Davis is probably going to, Yeah. right? So that's a pretty good one. Yeah. I got one more. All right. The Philadelphia 76ers. Trade Ben Simmons straight up. That's interesting. Now they'd have to, their salary stuff would be different. So they're going to have to throw some money in, but whatever, you can figure that out. Davis has played with another really good big before and it did not work out. But this is a very different big. Joel yeah. Embiid is very, very different, right? Than Boogie in terms of how good he is, really. Like Boogie was the kind of guy who puts up great numbers, but it never really works out for lots of reasons. Yeah. Totally works out for Embiid. His team wins. Like, He's a great, great player. He's one. He's in. You know, he's like a top five player this year, top yeah. seven player this year in the league. He's super young. I mean, he's actually twenty four. Okay, that's. But, but still, he's, he's got the same age as Anthony Davis. I mean, basically. those guys can be great in the league together for the next ten years. They can. Now, two big men hasn't worked in forever. Not since Duncan Robinson, right? I think that's right. But maybe these two big men, it's different. They can both shoot threes, not great, but they can hit them enough that you have to at least respect it. Uh, it's a very interesting thing. By the way, defensively, your interior defense defense is maybe the best. I mean, Simmons is already a great defender and helps on the interior too. Okay, but you got two guys. But I mean, Anthony Davis is second in the league in block shots. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, no one is ever getting into the lane anymore. Right. No, there's no more penetration. Forget about Kyrie Irving. Stay the hell out because it's not going to work out, buddy. You know, um, it's it's a fascinating thing where this also solves a, a big problem for the Sixers, which right now, anyway, is that Ben Simmons can't shoot from the outside. And it, right now they they get away with it, but like good coaches and really good teams in the playoffs have hurt them. And the Celtics did it to them last year in the playoffs. The Celtics are two and zero against them this year. And 
all the good teams are basically saying, go ahead, Ben Simmons. We're just going to give you a huge cushion because we know you're not shooting. And it's going to, I think it's going to be really hard in the playoffs where things get more half court for the Sixers to f- pull this off when Markel Fultz is essentially nothing at this point, has no value. Um, and they don't have anyone else there who can handle the ball, distribute, and, sh- and shot create. So Ben Simmons has a lot of value and still could turn into everything. Yeah. But, be, I, but, but it makes sense for the Sixers to get, all, to get out of this right now and turn him into Anthony Davis, I think, if they can. Yeah. I mean, it's possible Ben Simmons is better than Anthony Davis in two years. Yes. I wouldn't bet on it. But this is, and this is why the Pelicans can, say, can comfortably say yes to this deal. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we got the rookie of the year who is almost averaging a triple-double already. He's like nine assists and eight rebounds right now. You know, and 17 points, shooting 57% from the floor, even though he can't shoot at all. What if he gets a jump shot? I mean, him and Giannis, that's what the league is terrified of, right? If either of those guys really gets a jump shot. Um, I don't think Ben Simmons is going to get a jump shot, but he doesn't have to be great. Jason could eventually figure out how to shoot okay from three, and it was enough, you know? Ben Simmons can can do that at some point down the line, but the Sixers want to win now. And Ben Simmons makes it a little tough right now, this year. Uh, maybe in two years, like you're saying, it'll all be fine, and they'll be glad they didn't do the deal. But it's hard to be that regretful if you give up Ben Simmons for Anthony Davis, no matter how good Simmons becomes, right? Yeah. All right, so the deals you laid out were the Lakers deal. The, the Knicks. The Knicks, the Blazers. Nuggets. Nuggets. And uh, this one. And this one. And that's the ascending order of how exciting they are in your mind? In my mind. You could say that Jokic is more exciting than Simmons. I think Simmons is, I don't know. Those are close. Yeah. But beyond that, to me, it's all the same. Uh yeah, I think I think the Lakers deal is not enough. Yeah, the Lakers Lakers don't have the assets to pull this off, even though they think they do or they want to, and I, and the world wants them to have the. And assets. I don't know if the Knicks thing is going to work out either because of the draft pick situation. You know, if they get a top three pick, then maybe they switch picks with uh, the Pelicans and give them Porzingis, and they get Anthony Davis. And the idea is that well, that isn't enough to win, but. By the way, you wait until the, yeah, because now it's the offseason, right? So yeah. the Knicks pick is going to stay bad. But now we can attract, if it's Kyrie Irving or if it's some other free agent, we're the Knicks. We can do that. We're yeah. New York. Now, they haven't really done that in a very long time. They but, got Carmelo. What are you talking right. about? Well, they traded for Carmelo. They actually didn't but sign him as they, a free agent. They made him love New York, of course. <laughs> they, um, but, but the belief in, in New York and the Lakers always is that they can attract high-level free agents if the, the situation is right. LeBron being on the Lakers might be enough. Anthony Davis being in New York might be enough. Like, you can talk yourself into that, I think, as the Knicks owner or the Knicks GM or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Porzingis in the three for Davis in the 10 or something like that? I don't know. That's pretty good. That's If, if Porzingis is healthy. Like, you see that he's healthy? That's a pretty good deal, right? I think probably the three trades that you lined out last are all equally fair. Um Beyond the next one, mm-hmm. the Blazers trading CJ and Nurk for Davis, Jokic for Davis, or Simmons for Davis. In every instance, the Pelicans are giving up a little bit more talent than they're getting. Yeah. But I think in every instance, the talent received is about the same when added up. Um, um, I mean, I don't know if I completely agree, but I, mean, I think Anthony Davis is the most talented of everyone, like you're saying. But it's close enough. Now, the thing about the Blazers deal is when you, when you take multiple pieces as opposed to like Jokic or Simmons, like two guys who are really good are not as valuable as one guy who is that great. That is true. Um, so if you're the Pelicans, I don't think you should do the Blazers deal if you have the options to do these other deals. Yeah. I but, mean, you should be very happy to get Jokic if you can get oh, Jokic. I mean, if I'm the Nuggets, I'm on the phone, man. I'm like, I don't want don't let this get out, but is this a doable thing? Like, We'll pull the now. They have to believe that Anthony Davis is going to stay. That's the other thing, right? Well, yeah, but the thing with Anthony is not the same as Kawhi, where people think that Anthony Davis is just seeking a big market. Right. It's more that he just wants to win. I mean, right? you put and, him on the Nuggets, and they will be a winning team for sure. I mean, they're already the second best team in the West, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're built around Jokic, but Davis is unquestionably better than Jokic, right? Yeah. Unquestionably. He's different. He can play defense. Jokic is like a .01 percentile defender. Right. I mean, Jokic, the ball goes through Jokic. You know, yeah. he's the, he's their distributor. So And and he's a better three-point shooter. They don't shooter. have a true point guard, so right. they use Jokic. Right. And it works. Yeah. Um, so they would have to change a lot of things, but they're supposed to do that, I think, for Anthony Davis. The concern, I guess, is you make the deal, and the it's it's a tougher fit, and it takes a while to work it out, and then Davis doesn't want to stay. That's the problem. As opposed right. to Toronto, who traded for Kawhi, and they're like... You know, we see exactly how he's going to fit on this team. Like, we know exactly where he's going to go. It all makes sense. 
and we'll be able to make our best case to him at least. And I think it's going to work. We'll see, but I think it's going to work. Right. It would be kind of a nightmare if they went 500 the rest of the season and lost in like the second round with Davis. And it's like, well, it's not really any different than the Pelicans. And is he going to stay? I mean, they get another year with him. He's he's got another year in his contract. And so that's the good news is they get a year and a half to convince him if they want to, if they can. But also they don't want to have him walk away after a year and a half and get nothing. They can't really have that happen either if they give up Jokic, right? Yeah. Or in the Sixers really can't have that happen if they give up Simmons. It's too much. That's the from the non from the non Pelican side, the attractive part for the Blazers is that with Davis you you have another superstar. You have Lillard there. The Nuggets don't have another superstar that can play with Davis. Right. Maybe just those two guys like really elevates that team and Davis stays more often because of having the superstar with him. Maybe. Maybe. You know? I mean that's very possible. I wonder, um, I mean, Jamal Murray could turn into that guy, but he certainly isn't. Yeah, yet, right. I mean, his like, expected not... value is certainly below Lillard. No question. Yeah. And especially for the next few years. Right. No question. Yeah, of course he could be that. But I mean, this all also comes down to, in the end, if Davis is basically tells the league, I'm only signing with L.A., then his value drops tremendously in terms of trades. And then, then you just hope to get Lonzo Ball? <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you pretend that you're going to, like, squeeze a lot out of Boston and hope to get Ball and Ingram and a one or something like that. Hoping at Kuzma, too, if they'll, you know, get at least the three young guys and have it suck. Yeah. Like, that's brutal. And But, I mean, Davis could just say that, and I don't know what anyone's going to do. I mean, look at the discount... Toronto got on on Kawhi, right? They get yeah. Jamar frickin' DeRozan, who's fine. He's pretty good. You know, they got the third to fifth best player in the league, and they gave up the 27th best player if in the that, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, wow, right? And yeah. and the 27th best player who is on not a great deal, Yeah, where you're happy to pay Kawhi if he, ends up, if he comes back healthy, which you're pretty sure he's going to. I mean... We don't know how it's all going to work out for Toronto, but there's almost no bad way this could work out now. Like, let's say Kawhi leaves after a year. Okay, they don't mind getting out of DeRozan's contract anyway. Like, Lowry's getting older. It wasn't going to work out. But if Kawhi stays, suddenly Toronto now is a force for a long time, right? So this is just amazing for Toronto, I think. Like, yeah, I'm so super impressed with them. So maybe someone else Davis, will do that. if it's not a big market team, is going to have to hope for something similar to happen. And I think right. it could happen easily in Philadelphia, obviously, if he goes there. Um, it could happen easily in Portland. I'm not sure if it can happen in Denver. It might just be like right. they win a game and a half more per year to have Davis versus Jokic, and none of the other guys really develop into superstars, and what are you going to do? Yeah. Unless Michael Porter Jr. becomes a superstar. Yeah, which is possible. Yeah. With L.A., obviously, there's a superstar waiting there. But, yeah, but he's, he's 34. Be, yeah, he's not going to be there for that long. But so, so then you need the promise of believing Magic and Rob Plank are going to be able to attract other superstars. And... The way there is all the movement in the NBA right now, it's possible. Like, they may have Kawhi on the team next year. I mean, yeah. it could happen for sure, right? But also, it might not. <laughs> I mean, it, there's a world where Kawhi, Anthony Davis, and LeBron are all in the Lakers next year. Right. That would be absurd. They'd that be, would be absurd. They would be favorites, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the Warriors aren't going to have all four of their guys next even year. Even if either. they had all four of their guys. Kawhi, Anthony Davis, and LeBron, if everyone's healthy, have to be the favorites have in the to West. Be. That's like it almost the, doesn't matter who you put with them, right? It's like the first, third, and fourth best players in the league. <laughs> um, well, it I might mean, be like the first. The thing is, Durant and Curry are yeah. the other two guys in the top yeah, five, right? So it's a little hard to know yeah. where they fit. But LeBron, will assume, is still number one. Yeah. Durant, Curry are ahead of Kawhi, I think. Probably. Anthony Davis is probably with Durant and Curry in the same group. I mean, it's all super close, but they have a LeBron too. So yeah. I agree with you. And Draymond has fallen off so much that right. you can't take him seriously. Uh, wow. I mean, it does make it interesting. If, if the Warriors are going to stay this good, I mean, having a super team to go up against them is more interesting than not. But really, I don't like these super teams. I just want yeah. good competitive basketball all the way through. I want to not know who's going to win the title before the season starts every year. That's all. I wouldn't mind Anthony Davis to the Blazers. That's a pretty good idea. I know. Then that'd be amazing. Let's say you have to give up a little more. So what, right? I mean, you wouldn't have to give up more than Nurkic and McCollum if he wants out. Well, no, because there's uh, you got to outbid other, okay. other and, and teams. And like a first-round pick or something? Um, Zach uh, Collins, stuff like Fine. that. Fine. Right. I don't, I don't you don't want like to. it, but you got to do it, right? Yeah. yeah. When the Celtics traded for Garnett, and this is way back when, they gave up seven players for him. Seven, yeah. a bunch of first round picks, a bunch of stuff, this and that. Al Jefferson was a really good young forward, um, and it really worked out for them and not so good for Minnesota. Partially because Minnesota did not do well with the picks at all. They like blew all the picks. Like Steph Curry, they could have had with one of those picks, and they took Johnny Flynn. But, Johnny Flynn. So that's a little bit on them. But still, 
like you, you just you get the superstar, you you gotta be willing to give up almost anything because they're so valuable and so hard to get in this league. It's hard only five teams can have a top five player. That is maximum. A good point. And this is like comes back to Kawhi being such a steal for yeah. Toronto. Even with the risk of him leaving, it still was the right move. All right, let's end the Davis Palooza. I'm okay. sure we will resume it when there's more news about it and like whether he gets traded or not, we'll find out. The trade deadline is February 7th. I mean, we're going to know soon. Next week will might be a big week. Yeah. We'll find out. Let's, let's move on to some sad news. Okay. Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Out for the season. You love this guy. I I, do. I do too. He seems like a really good guy from his interviews and stuff. And his game is really good. He's, he's a great defender. He's not as good on offense this year as he was last year, only averaging 18.8 points a game, but Gets like over five rebounds and assists and is obviously the heart of a very good Pacers team up until his injury. Yeah. He, he ruptured a quadriceps tendon, which, which sounds incredibly painful. <laughs> it um, does, yeah. We're recording this on Monday. He did have successful surgery this morning on it. Oh, good. But it's season ending. This might be kind of the end of this Pacers run in general. Like It looked like maybe the Pacers were going to be a thing for a couple of years. This could be... A derailer for that. I mean, how quickly is he going to come back next season? Like we saw, it, now it's a different injury, but like Gordon Hayward is not back. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't know anything about the injury or, or how yeah, it differs from ACL tears and stuff. So, um, but like Hayward just a, is an interesting example. Actually, one of the Warriors, an anonymous Warrior, because they just played the Celtics on Saturday, a tight game, really yeah. good game. The Warriors won in Boston, and uh, a Warrior afterward anonymously said Gordon Hayward is a liability on both ends of the court for the Celtics. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it hurts to hear that as a Celtics fan, let me tell you. But probably true right now. And like, he's one of the. It's not like Markel Fultz level where like when he shoots and he hits a shot, you're like, you did it. But <laughs> yeah. But there's a little bit of that, you know, where you're so happy when he hits a wide open three because maybe it means something good for the future instead yeah. of just like, yeah, like of course you hit that. You're supposed to hit that, you know. When Tatum hits a three, I'm like, good. That's all I think. You know, I don't think anything else. I don't think it means anything, you know. Right. Except like he he hit that shot, and I'm glad. Um. So, yeah, I don't know how long it's going to take him to come back. And if this is going to, like, if, it, if it's one of those things with some of these players, you know, it takes not just the season they miss, but the season after that, it can take that whole season can be a lost season too, like it is for Hayward. And like we see some, Paul George had the same thing. Yeah. Um, took Paul George two and a half years to come back, but he is all the way back He's now. He's quite good now. I don't know if Hayward's ever coming all the way back. I hope Oladipo is back. I hope he's back next year. I am a big fan of his. I love his sort of like put his head down and just not talk too much, not be flashy, be the guy. You yeah, know? it's a very sad injury, you know, because he's. I like his story. You know, second yeah. overall pick seemed like a bit of a bust and gets put in the right situation. It's like, oh, definitely worth a second overall pick. Traded for Paul George. Everyone laughed at the Pacers when they traded him yeah. and Sabonis for Paul George. Him and Sabonis, what a haul. Unbelievable. I mean, right away it was like, oh my God, we think Oladipo's better than George anyway, even like right now. Yeah. And then it's like, turns out Sabonis is good too, really good. Yeah. Um, George, by the way, also everyone won that trade. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's incredible because George is now playing like a top 10 player in the yeah, league. Yeah, George is better than Oladipo for sure at this point. Yes, he is. But still, I think Indiana is thrilled with the outcome, right? Yeah. They had to trade George anyway. Right. So getting what they got is just outrageous. But at the time, people were like, this is like a salary dump for OKC. Yeah. And instead, Oladipo almost immediately became a top 20 player, um, like lock, all-star lock kind of a guy, like almost immediately. And now is sadly going to, I don't know what's going to happen to him. I mean, he's young, so... 26. Well, he's young-ish. Yeah. He should be able to come back from this, but it may be a while, and he may never come all the way he back. He might not be the same. I mean, his game is predicated a lot on athleticism, yeah. too. It's true. So, that, that's too oh, bad. Oh, I feel for the Pacers. I know. It's really tough. Yeah, it's such a, like one of those small market teams that just kind of like kind of accidentally fell into maybe something special. I mean, maybe in their mind they didn't. Maybe they like targeted those two guys and like... They, I mean, they built a lot of good young players on that team, and they have something, and it's pretty awesome. And But Oladipo, as you said, is the motor that makes that thing run. Without him, they are not going to be good enough, and that's just one, that. One less team for you to worry about in the East, at least, yeah. as a Celtics fan. Yeah, that's true. But I don't I don't wish something like that on, on my no, but on you're rival pretty, teams. You're pretty much going to get home court advantage now, right? That's that's the thing it means for the Celtics. I think they probably are going to end up getting it anyway, honestly. They've been playing really well the last 10 games. But I mean, either it way, been, it would have been really tough to get home court advantage with if Old Depot was healthy. I mean, there's still three, there's still two and a half games behind the Pacers right now. But what about the Sixers? The Sixers are one and a half games ahead of the Celtics. Yeah. So like between those two teams, my guess is the Celtics get there. By the way, it would have been okay with me if the Celtics didn't get home court advantage. You know, like 
they need to like figure their stuff out. And if they don't get home court advantage, fine, figure it out on the road in the playoffs. Like whatever. Like I'm like, I'm not worried about the Celtics long-term. I hope they put it together this year. They may not. And that's okay. You know? So this is that whole, like, I'm a fan. My teams have done so well. I'm patient. It's fine. You know? Yeah. Shut up. All right. So you might not have to worry about the Pacers anymore, but there's a new, new, new big bad guy in town on the Eastern side of the country. And they're called the Chicago Bulls. Oh yeah. Here we go, baby. Minus 10 point differential. differential. Yeah. No, uh, I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, what's going on there? The Brooklyn man? Nets have won six in a row. That is not something I thought I was going to be saying this year. Well, here's the thing: Karis Levert, who at the time really seemed like clearly their best player, went out for the season. Uh huh. So it's like, well, they were. Oh, it's so bad. It sucks. They were playing better, and maybe they're actually going to have an okay year. Maybe they're going to make the playoffs, and now they can't. No, absolutely, they're going to make the playoffs. D'Angelo sure. Russell playing like a starting point guard, like a borderline all-star. Yes, he actually may make the all-star team. Yeah. I mean, How about in, that? Only because he's in the East. He could never oh, make it in, oh my the, God. Never in the West. He'd be, it's a joke to consider <laughs> the West. But the East is so weak, it's like, well, D'Angelo Russell, Eric Bledsoe, I don't know who's going to make it, you know? By the way, this team has a future. D'Angelo Russell is only 22. They also have Jarrett Allen playing very well. Very at, well. Very well at center. He is only 20. Wow. He's 20 years old. I did not know that. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so they're now 27 and 23 on this six-game winning streak. They also have Joe Harris, who's just a nice complimentary shooting guard piece. Their starting lineup is not a bunch of who's who's. <laughs> no, That's it's for not. sure. Uh, they have Rodion's Karuch. Yeah, you know? he doesn't play that much, though. He's, yeah, Damari Carroll. They have Ed Davis coming off the bench. Good, good bench guy. Carroll comes off the bench for them now, too, actually. Hollis Jefferson, you know. So really, oh, where's... Spencer Dinwiddie, of course. He's hurt, though. He's, no, he's, he's, he's hurt. I think he's out for the season also. He's out for the season. He just got hurt, just had surgery. Oh, he is. Damn. They, how I mean, this is the thing, but it doesn't matter. D'Angelo Russell is playing out of his freaking mind. How good could this team be if they had all their, all their pieces? I mean, I would say about as good as they are, but maybe not. Maybe they're somehow better than this. How can they be better than this? They don't have anybody, but they do. They, D'Angelo maybe, Russell. He was maybe second D- overall pick, just like Oladipo, I man. Know. Just I know. like Oladipo. That's right. You know, in both cases, you know, you're, they're on teams where it seems like they don't know how to develop young talent, and they move to teams that do. The Nets absolutely know how to develop young yeah. talent. Um, and we're seeing it here, right? Maybe the Pacers know how to develop young talent, too, or maybe Oladipo just grew up. I'm not totally sure, but Sabonis is playing well, for sure, yep. with, with the Pacers and playing better. The Pacers, at least, are developing the young talent pretty well. Right. I'll say that. So this is one of those things, yeah, where it's like maybe there's something real here. D'Angelo Russell being 22, if he can play anywhere close to this, they've got their starting point guard for, for the next 10 years. And I right? imagine he'll get better. He's supposed to get a lot better. Yeah. He also has all the tools, right? He's got incredible pedigree. He could still be the guy. Yeah. This is crazy. Like two weeks ago, I was saying, D'Angelo Russell, and you, found, and you read me his numbers, and I took everything back yeah. I ever said because I wasn't paying any attention to that. And here we are. Now, listen to me. I'm like, he might be their guy. You know, He could, he could make all-star teams for a while. Like, what if he takes another leap in the next year or two? You know, he's really gonna he's gonna make the All Star team. Period. I imagine he'll make the All Star team quite a few times. Wow, that's amazing how quickly this turned around. Yeah, the Lakers, man. They this is the problem. If they can't develop their young talent, like they traded him to get Lonzo, right? He was like a throwaway to help him get Lonzo. No, no, no. They drafted Lonzo and then traded him. Oh, that's what they it had. Was. The, they they knew they were drafting Lonzo, so they just got rid of him. They traded him for Brooke Lopez, who now is on the Bucks, by the way. At this point, you take Russell's career over Lonzo's career, right? In a heartbeat. Yeah. You would trade, you would trade Ronzo Ball for, I think, D'Angelo right now if you're yeah, the Lakers. Definitely. Which is terrifying if yeah. you're the Lakers, how badly you screwed this all up. Right. <laughs> and yeah. Russell, by the way, would be such a better fit with LeBron than Lonzo. Yes. That's totally true. He can true. shoot. Yeah, I know. You really need that on this team. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How about the Lakers, man? They had the number two pick in the draft three years in a row. They traded one of those guys so they could take Alonzo, who now is a disaster. Maybe he'll figure it out, but right now is a disaster. He's shooting like 41% from the free throw line, Lonzo is. I mean, it's hard to make it in this league if you can't shoot free throws and you're a point guard. It means you can't shoot threes. There's no chance you can shoot threes right. if you can't shoot free throws. Yeah, it's, it's tough bad. to have that dad, I think. Maybe that's what it's about. Having it is it. tough to have that dad. It's yeah. true. But, you know, he did well at UCLA, man. He yeah. played great at UCLA. Everyone had him as a top two pick. 
Except, I guess, Danny I mean, Ainge Johnny and... Flynn got drafted over Steph Curry. He played great in college. No one had Johnny Flynn as a top five pick except the Timberwolves, though. No one thought they that took was, him that sixth, was a shot. Didn't they take him sixth? Oh, did they take the other point guard fifth? They took Rubio fifth and Johnny Flynn Maybe, sixth? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's right. And Curry, Curry went seventh. Somehow, they screwed it up anyway. They took two point guards anti, in the top seven. Anti and didn't small take school bias. I mean, Rubio was at least okay, yeah. but also it took like years for him to come over. Remember? Yeah. Because he's like, you took Johnny Flynn. Why do I want to come to the <laughs> yeah. team now? That's my, he's got my spot. Oh, that was the dumbest. That was the dumbest move. Anyway, the Lakers feel <laughs> kind of dumb right now with D'Angelo Russell looking so good. Yeah, this is exactly what they didn't want. They didn't want D'Angelo Russell to blow up and Lonzo to suck. But right now that's what's happening. Now, obviously Lonzo is, a, is good at some things. He's a good passer. He's a great defensive player. He can rebound. But in the NBA, if you're if you have a point guard who can't shoot at all, it's really hard to win nowadays. It's just yep. really hard. It's possible, but they have to be better than Lonzo. Yeah, they have to be like an elite defender, a super elite defender, and the greatest passer in the league. Right, right. You have to be a way better passer. He's a good passer, yeah. but he's got to be getting like ten assists a game instead of like whatever six and a half or whatever he's getting. I think probably Ben Simmons is the type of guy you have to be. Yeah, there you go. Like Ben Simmons can't shoot at all, but. You put him on the Lakers, like LeBron wishes Ben Simmons could shoot to make his life a little easier, but, I mean, Ben Simmons can score. Yeah. Ben Simmons can do lots of things way better than Lonzo, right? All right, let's talk about a more expected win streak. Okay. The Warriors have now won 10 in a row. Yeah. They looked like they weren't quite themselves, and now it feels like, okay, the Warriors are here, and nobody else is going to win the championship. I mean, I've been feeling that the whole way anyway. I wasn't worried about them at any point. Um, But Draymond is back. Draymond's playing way better. And guess who else is back? Boogie. Oh, my God. Yeah, that too. Yeah, the guy that they got for $5 million. The five all-star lineup. They have a they have literally an all-star team as their lineup. I mean, Draymond they're, they're, will they're not starting be starting five. Yeah. I, I mean, Boogie's not going to make the all-star team either this year. Right. But all it, those guys have been all-stars, and all those guys could be all-stars next year. And, I mean, for real, no matter yeah. what teams they're on, all five of them. That's, that's I mean, it's it's completely ridiculous. The NBA... I can't believe the NBA lets this happen. Like, it's time to stop this stuff, man. We need, com- we need competition. I want competition. Do you want to be the dictator of the NBA and just assign yes. teams? I don't, I don't know. I just want to restrict player movement. You know what would be all? super fun? Although yeah. it will never, ever, ever in a billion years happen. Hmm. But it would be super fun if there was an actual redraft of the NBA. Like, it just oh. happened. You randomly... I mean, you get fucked, though, because, like, top five teams get such an advantage. Obviously, you'd have to do, like, a snake draft, but still... Yeah, it would be tough. There would be like the team picking 30th is just getting screwed. Cool. I got two top, I got the 30 and 31 best players, yeah. but you get the first and 60th best players. I mean, maybe you'd have to go more extreme than a snake draft where like it, yeah. if you get the first pick, you don't get to pick again until like the fifth round. You could do like a, a third round reversal or something. That's a way to help yeah. out a little bit, which means you pick at the end of the second round, then you pick again at the end it's of the, the third it's round. It's not enough. It's not enough, but it helps balance it. Yeah. It gets you closer. Um, no, I mean, the NBA, as soon as you're picking, like, 16th, you're, it's a massive drop-off. Like, there's, there's real problems with that kind of thing. But that's okay, you know? It's still okay. It just is different. By the way, if, you're the thir- if you have the worst team in the league and you've got the 30 and 31st best player, you get to pick number one, you get Zion, and suddenly you're a pretty exciting team. Oh, how about this? They're, the record that your team has the first year after the draft has nothing to do with where you pick in the draft. It's just reverse order of where you picked in the... The redraft of the NBA. Oh, okay. So the third the team picking thirtieth gets the first overall pick automatically. Now that makes it a lot better. Yeah. The only teams that get screwed now are the teams between like fourteen and twenty-one, where it's like it doesn't really help me. But it's a lot better to get the fourteenth pick than the thirtieth pick for like current NBA players. I mean, you can get a really good player. Oh, of course. But yeah. the, the team picking fourteenth might have been able to might lose more than that anyway. Yeah. And. But and getting the 14th pick isn't a huge boon as opposed to but but it does really take care of those other teams. Like if you know you're gonna get the first overall pick, I mean there's some years where that isn't as big a deal, but it's always at least pretty good. And like this year it's a huge deal. Right. This is like a huge deal. All right, let's move away, away from fantasy land. Something that okay. I would really love to happen though. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be just so much fun? I mean, I love that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm ready, by the way, anytime you want on this show to do a an you know, we're you're a franchise, I'm a franchise. We're doing, we're redrafted the whole league, you know? But you have to have 30 people, I guess, or 30 franchises to do it yeah, right. Yeah, we, like, we have to get 28 other people to do this with. But I want in. <laughs> I love that stuff. We'll do it someday. Okay. All right. This is how fantasy sports was born. These it types is. of discussions. It's exactly it. Yeah. It's but great. This is a little, it's obviously a little different. All right. Let's talk about what you were just talking about, how big of a deal it is this year. 
the, oh, the number the first overall pick, pick. Yeah. Zion Williamson and the race for him. Earlier this year, people were saying this guy is the best prospect since Anthony Davis. Now they're saying he's the best prospect since LeBron James. He's the real fucking deal, man. The highlights on this guy are insane. Yeah. Have you seen a lot of them? Not a lot, just some. You need to see more. The, uh, <laughs> the height that he can jump is unreal. It's not fair. He's stronger. He's faster. He's a good passer. This guy is going to change your franchise. I mean, that's very exciting. Yeah. Well, we know more or less very likely who the franchises are potentially going to be, right? right. There's and only the teams a few guys. Are, the teams are trying their best to tank, even though it's not as good as it used to be to tank. The percentages are not right. as in your favor when you tank now. But they still are enough in your favor, especially in a year where there's such a transformative talent available. You have to give it everything you can, right? There are four teams who won 22% of their games or less. Usually it's going to go to one of those guys. Yep. Usually he's going to go. So it's the Bulls, should be kind of a great place for him to land, I think. Yeah. Uh, the Knicks, you can see why that Porzingis coming back, because the Knicks that, are actually better than this, right? Yeah. Oh, if Porzingis comes back to full health and they get Zion, that could be immediately like a third, third best team in the East. Yep. Cleveland, guess who's been out most of the season? Kevin Love. Yeah. Now, he ain't Porzingis, but no, he's, he's pretty darn good if you add Zion. I don't think Cleveland's great, but they're pretty good. They're a 500 team. They're, they're making the playoffs next year, I think. And the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, if they get the number one overall pick again, you add him to Ayton and uh, Booker, that's, that's not bad. They could be really good. They could be really good. I mean, if yeah. Ayton takes a step forward, too. Like, he's good anyway, yeah. but... But if he takes a major step forward, which is totally reasonable. Booker, Aiden, and Zion sounds like a really nice core to work with. Yeah. Of course, if you're if you're Phoenix, you're like, you know, it would be even better, right? LeBron James? No. Anthony Davis? Booker, Doncic, and Zion. Oh, of course. But they probably wouldn't be, they'd be winning more games if they had Doncic. Yeah. So if they, they ended up with Zion, they're going to be like, it was all worth it. It's great yeah. that we didn't take Doncic, you know? Probably. Maybe not. Maybe not. Doncic, Doncic himself is probably going to transform the Mavs and be, you know, one of the, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer, right? He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Doncic. He might. I'm saying it right now. He's, yeah. Unless he gets hurt, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Doncic and Zion might just take the, this league by the horns in these next couple of years. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's really... I mean, the young talent in this league is so good. Yep. Like, Doncic already being this good. Ben Simmons is very young. Embiid is 24. Anthony Davis is 25, by the way. Like, Kyrie is 26. He's like... A, I mean, he's got many years left. There's so many incredible young players in the league. It's really exciting. Jokic this, is young ish right yeah uh it looks like right now the Cavs are winning the race for zion but but you know but that just gets the, the bottom three teams all have the same percentage i think right it's all 12 and a half percent so yeah so it's uh it's all the same it's bulls knicks Cavs. no suns are in there too yeah suns it's knicks Cavs, suns bulls are just out of that race. right and even though dropping down um from fourth to third isn't that bad anymore i think you drop down to like 10 percent from 12 and a half for the top three so it's not that big a deal but the top four teams as you see are like 50 percent of the chance to get zion and then the rest of the lottery chops it up after that so being fifth is better than being you know ninth by a lot but yeah once you get outside the top five it really gets ugly so by the way memphis has been losing at an astounding rate might trade Conley or Gasol. They can't. They can't get far down enough. I mean, they have twenty wins already. It's too They're much. Twenty and thirty. They just have to pass who? Atlanta. That's the only team between them. Oh, that's get, it to get bottom five. Yeah, yeah. Atlanta fifteen five. and thirty-three. I know they got. It's a five-game difference. It's a lot. But if they trade Conley, which they really might do, or Gasol, or how about and Gasol? Are they going to win another? They're going to win like no more games the rest of the season. They get rid of both those guys. It's over, man. There's nothing left in that. That the cupboard is bare. They got JJJ yep. and nothing they're the, else. They're the worst team in the league if they do that. I think they are. I think they actually. Maybe Cleveland's worse right now because Kevin Love's out. Yeah. You know. Maybe New York is worse, but like that's the that's what we're talking about. Like they might literally not win another game. <laughs> yep. So that's a way to do it, and then you get assets for those guys. That's not bad. Gasol's got one more year, a player option for 25 million. He's almost certainly going to exercise it. Conley signed for a few more years at big money, but is good enough that. They should be getting assets for those guys now if they can. I really think they should. Memphis should make should trade both those guys. Who wants those guys? I don't know. Point guard is pretty saturated on all the good teams right now for for Conley to go to. Yeah, like uh, the Nuggets, I guess could use Conley, but yeah, the Nuggets is good. I guess they give up. They don't want to give up Murray, obviously. No, they can't give up Murray. They give think. up Gary Harris and Michael Porter Jr. Not enough then I don't know what they could do. Yeah. I didn't mean to sabotage this other conversation we're having with what, what, how, 
what do you get from Mike Conley? But I do love talking about these things. Yeah. Milwaukee, maybe for Conley. Uh, they're, they're liking Budso right now. They are. He's playing great, yeah. actually. He's having a really good year. Um, Indiana would have been interesting, but never mind. Forget about it. I mean, does Philly have anything they can give up reasonably for Conley? I don't think they do. Oh, I, I kind of know the perfect place, and it feels like a cultural, cultural fit as well. The Spurs. Ooh, yeah. Spurs is nice. The, only, the Spurs, yeah. The Spurs is really nice. That is great. And culturally, you're right. It's perfect. Perfect for Mike Conley. I like that. Um, anywhere else that makes any sense, nothing really is popping out as I look it over here. The Jazz could maybe use him. Like, Mitchell does not really play the point guard. That's true. He needs the ball in his hands, unfortunately, but he doesn't really distribute. I mean, they have Ricky Rubio. Yeah. Conley is an upgrade. No question. Conley is an upgrade. That's true. I don't know if it's enough. Does it, is it like worth whatever they're going to have to give up? Like, it means they get to, they definitely make the playoffs and probably still lose in the first round with Mike Conley, though, right? Yeah, that's true. So that's, I don't know if it's worth it. I thought, in their mind, maybe they have Conley for the next few years, which they would. Maybe then it's worth it. There's not much else. If Anthony Davis wasn't leaving, that would be, maybe you bring Mike Conley and you're like, we can still make the playoffs. And this team is actually going to put a scare on someone now. Yeah. But he's leaving, so forget it. That's it. There's All right, we're, we're also leaving. Okay, well, what done. about our best bets? Oh, our best bets, shit. Come on, man. I forgot this about a sports that. betting podcast. I forgot all about how we sports bet on this podcast. <laughs> I have a best bet. All right, let's hear it. On Tuesday, which is today, according to the listeners, but yeah. not me because we're actually recording on Monday, uh, the Pelicans yep. are playing the Houston Rockets. In Houston. I like the under. The number is 233 oh. and a half. Okay, I have my bet is on that as well. I figure you like the Rockets with the line, right? Rockets minus nine and a half. I was considering that very strongly. I decided it was possible that some of the Pelicans might be like, fuck you. You don't think you're good? Oh, we'll show you something and get a big thing in their head. But probably not. No. I mean, we both like that. We both are like basically down on the Pelicans because of this, because of the cultural shit that's and happening. Anthony right Davis now. is out. Right. I mean, he's going to play. He's not playing. Oh, he's actually not even playing. He hasn't been playing for a couple games. He's oh, not okay. going to play. Okay, well, that's nice. That makes it better. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also just the notion of, like, like you feel beat down and destroyed now. It's like, oh, Anthony Davis is leaving. We're not making the playoffs. There's no hope. You like the under better than Rockets minus nine and a half? I do like it, but in my mind, Anthony Davis was playing. He's not. So mm, I like them both. I don't know. I like them both. All right, I have another one. Okay. See how we think about that. The Bulls are going to New Jersey. Not New Jersey. Brooklyn. Face the Nets. And um, they're minus seven. I like the Nets plus seven. No, there's no way the Bulls are traveling to Brooklyn and the Bulls are minus seven. The Nets, Nets are, are minus, minus seven. seven. Excuse me. Yeah. That's what I meant. I like the Nets minus seven. Why? I would love the Nets plus seven. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because I would actually put a significant amount of my, my net worth on that. Because the Bulls are in Zion territory. They're trying very hard to get Zion. Yeah. Wendell Carter Jr. is out for 10 to 12 weeks. Um, the Nets are playing out of their minds good. Yes. And the Bulls are complete fucking garbage. They're a stinking pile of garbage. Okay, I hate to bring this up because it's sort of it's a it's an argument we can use on lots of things that we mostly don't, but I'm gonna bring it up because okay. this is who we are. How what why aren't those things already priced into the line? Like they know Wendell Carter Jr.'s out, right? They know the Nets yeah. have been playing well. They know that uh the Bulls are on the Zion train. Everyone right. knows, like no, the, I mean, you're, I, you're, what you're doing is you're pivoting towards bad belly, which we know doesn't work for NBA. I'm not pivoting at all towards bad belly. I'm just asking you, you're saying you think this is a good line. I'm wondering beyond, like, aren't all those reasons already priced into the line is my question. Sure, that's true of any line. Um, sometimes you might have reasons that you feel aren't priced in the line, but usually it's hard to find those reasons. Admittedly. Yeah. yeah, and that's why it's hard to sports bet successfully. Because if it's priced in the line, then it doesn't have a whole lot of value yeah, as a reason. Yeah, this is just like an opinion. Yeah, okay. Like the Bulls are terrible, and the Nets are. Are, the Nets are doing great. Yes. I think they'll probably crush them. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I like the Pelican stuff better because this just happened, and it's unclear how people are going to respond. But there's a reasonable chance it's going to completely destroy the Pelicans. Yeah. Which I love from a betting point of view. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we do both Pelicans things? Okay, that's fun. Yeah. That's fun. We'll do rooting for James Harden not to score 65 this time. Those aren't really, they're sort of anti-correlated to each other, right? The Rockets have yeah. to win by nine and a half, but the under comes in. That's true. Usually you'd want the, you usually want to have yeah, the over if they're point. going, All like right. if we, if we had Pelicans plus nine and a half, we then that one. would make more sense. So I think we have to pick one. Yeah. I guess we got to do the over and minus <laughs> nine and a half. I don't want to do that. Um, 
But we, I'm willing to do, uh, was it nine and a half? Yeah. I'm willing to get on that train. Because Davis is out. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Now we're done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.